perspectives, different views, one voice. All right, so welcome to the LDM Perspective. You are locked into another episode. Uh, I'm your host, Mo, and I'm joined with my friends. Kojo. Ali. And Cam. So in this, in, in this episode, we're going to be talking about charities. Um, so we're going to be mainly talking on the aspect of charities in terms of the companies and whether the work that they do actually works. Um, so a charity being a business or organisation that is set up to provide some kind of support, help or relief to an area, location. This could be through physical contact on the ground, it could be educational wise, um, it could be um, through food supplements, any kind of support in terms of a crisis. And um, charities are independent companies uh, who do raise money on their own self-sufficiently or they can also get money paid in by governments. Uh, so governments can subcontract charities to deliver certain work, especially if it isn't something uh, in the, that the, the country may have in their remit, but the charity may have some kind of expertise or some kind of admin or structure in place already to help support that. I just wanted to get an idea of everybody so far. What's you guys' thoughts on charities? Do you think it works? Um, what's your kind of understanding of how charities work? Yeah, so I guess some of the stuff, I just did a bit of research just to understand the different type of charities. So I know there's like bilateral kind of charity, which is more from government to government. So for instance, you could have like the UK government that's directly funding countries in Africa or developing world, um, funding the government. And some of the fund from what I read could be about like democracy. So just more on the structure of governance kind of stuff. So a bit more democratic and all that kind of, um, kind of thinking. So that would be more of a direct kind of funding from individual kind of Western companies or Eastern companies, depend, comp- not companies, I mean, I mean governments. Then you could you have something that's a bit more like multilateral. So multilateral kind of funding could be something around the whole idea of like um, global warming, where there could be something that's been set up to kind of give to kind of comp to to countries that are trying to meet the requirements that has been set up. Um, so multilateral is always around some sort of kind of like a nationally kind of agreed kind of consensus, and that funding will be a pot of money that. Different, comp- different countries will add to it. And then obviously that will go to whatever country that is deemed to need that kind of funding. And I guess one of the things that more touched on is the humanitarian aspects, which is individual companies that are set up to provide some sort of aid to countries. So that aid could be around the whole kind of education, medical care, um, and any other things that kind of fits into that. I'm also, I should also mention military aid. So military aid is something that um, governments could provide assistance on the ground to aid governments in regards to their military setup to fight kind of um, what's the stuff that's been going on, terrorism. So one thing that's been quite prevalent in Africa, especially around the Francophone kind of countries or even around America is that, or even China, where they set up camps in different kind of Af- African nations. And the whole idea is to provide some sort of military assistance to fight some sort of terrorism. So that, that as well is kind of like a military aid that um, could be given um, as a form of charity. Yeah, no, thanks for that. Um, 
I mean, what do you, you guys think as well, Cam and Ali? Well, for me, um, charity, from my understanding, there's a pawns and the cons. And um, as what um, Koji just um, tapped into, I understand, what I understand, don't know too much about charity because it's not my expertise or I don't, I'm not too familiar of the of what is going on to be on, to be frank, but I do understand that there is a um, a huge organization called Oxfam and um, Red Cross and multiple. I'm sure there's quite there's hundreds and hundreds of charity that is out there. You've got individuals, you've got private, you've got government, you've got just um, groups of 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 of, of, of people that just want to have these morals need to help what the world is going and that's what the world is going through and as well um Koji just tap into the military as well the military aids but then the military aids this this quite it's a disadvantage and advantage but it's more into depth i can go more into depth on that later on but from my understanding of the charity is that it can be a good it can be a good thing there's a disadvantage and it's an advantage but um the the disadvantage is kind of uh, usually in a high scale more than the than the advantage so that's what i understand about the about, about charities and um to be frank i don't i don't condone um, charity for me, I do not like charity at all. I think there is um, a pure evil agenda behind it. Well, maybe one percent out of the the company or the individual that are trying to work, they've got a positive side, trying to make sure that a charity is is funded and works well. But a majority of it is their clear agenda is quite disturbing. And um, for me, yeah, that's what I understand about charity. Um, I, guess, I guess for me, um, I think, I mean, simply put, charities are obviously organisations that are set up to sort of raise money and, and um, provide opportunity for a particular cause or, you know, fund, fund particular causes. And Kodro, when you did speak about it, I think, you touched on a lot of um, work with charities and governments. And obviously that's interesting because that's on a macro level. Obviously on a micro level, you've got, you've got charities within a community that do work. Um, for example, I mean, I know friends of mine who've been able to, who've had opportunities to say go to like law school because charities have paid for them in order to complete their studies and qualify as lawyers. So there are charities within the community, grassroots charities that are, you know, that are able to provide off provide opportunities for people um, and I think I think those sort of charities to me they seem to have more of an effect on me because I guess charities sort of on a worldwide scale I'm much I'm disconnected from them because they obviously do work in other countries but I've not been involved in any work they've done with and I've not made any donations so there's a disconnect there I don't really know too much what goes on with the ins and outs with them but like I said much more stuff within the community um, and providing opportunities for people certainly you know I think I think it's great I think it's good in terms of giving opportunities I know there are some charities that provide um, funding for as I said for people it could be for people to study 
to pursue certain things within the arts. I know, I know an example, someone like Idris Elba, um, he got, I know for his acting um, training, he was funded by the Prince's Trust. He got a grant from the Prince's Trust in order for him to, to train to become an actor. So, as I said, there are, you know, there are good deeds and good intentions alongside those ways in terms of what charities can do within the community. And so, as I say, when I speak about my understanding of charities, it's definitely from more of a micro scale as opposed to a macro stuff to do with like what governments are doing in terms of pushing certain agendas in other countries. So I don't want to detract from that sort of um, thing because I'd certainly understand and appreciate that those charities that do work in other countries certainly are there to do um, work with good intentions. However, despite those good intentions, sometimes they can, they can, failed to miss the mark in terms of the effectiveness that they have in terms of the work that they do. Yeah, no, that's good. Thanks for that, Cam. Um, I mean, how do we get straight into it, really? Is Do we feel that chari- charities work? Are they effective? Is what they're doing as a whole in general working in that sense? Um, I know, Koja, you wanted to share some points in terms of that. Um, what's, what's your thoughts? Do you, think, do you think that charities work? No, because no, it's, it's, it's really good, right? The kind of like breakdown that Cam was giving regarding the macro and micro level. And then when you're looking at the micro level, you're looking at the small kind of charities that are set up to assist individuals. And some of the examples we use regarding Idris Elba and stuff, which is really good. But then I think those kind of examples, there's a clear kind of like end goal for those kind of charities. So for instance, those examples is like, um, I want to study law and they kind of put me through law school. So the end goal will be they support me till I finish my law degree, right, Come. Yeah. So there's something yeah. tangible at the end, right? And then yeah. obviously with that, Idris Elba as well as that they support you through the acting school, they pay for your fees and stuff. And I'm guessing mm-hmm. there's some sort of qualification at the end of that. So there's something tangible yeah. at the end of it. But when we're looking at the same kind of micro-level kind of charities that are set up in Africa, it almost feels that, there is the good intention part, which you mentioned, and which is good, because there is, with a charity, everyone has to see as more of a good intention. So there's the good intention aspect of it, where you're going to a place where they might need a specific aid, which could be about medical kind of help. It could be about sanitation. It could be about all sorts of different things, education kind of stuff. And I feel like with that same setup as well, if there's some sort of clear end goal, where the people in those communities can actually sustain themselves, and not having to be dependent on those charities, then I'll be really happy with that. I just feel that in regards to those kind of individual kind of charities going to those kind of underground and providing those assistance, I feel like they create more of a problem for these developing countries because they, 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 there is a dependency kind of um, element to it. So a dependency element as in, I always need to rely on you for A, B, C, and D. Now the idea will be, and I've kind of done this on a even lower micro level on an individual basis where I've kind of supported people in Ghana that might need some sort of additional monetary help. And then I have to say to myself, and even just pausing on that example, there's also been examples in this country with people that might need um, support because they're struggling financially and all those kind of stuff. And then you ask yourself, what can you actually do? So if your friend is struggling financially, you could actually provide them some sort of money allowance or give them something, I don't know, £100, £200. 
But then unless your friend actually finds the job, that will actually be able to get that stream of income coming in so that they could support themselves and their family. You're not really doing them any good with just giving them £100 or £200 a month. The idea would be you actually help them to get employed because that's the end goal. The end goal would be once they get that employment, they should be able to sustain themselves. So going back to on the ground or going back to me actually supporting someone, it's the same kind of ideology. If I'm sending £50 back home to someone to support them, for instance, if I'm supporting them through the education, then that's really clear in the sense that at the end of that education kind of um, support, as Cam mentioned, with kind of like the law school, you get your degree and you're able to stand on your own two feet. But if it's something I'm just supporting you for the sake of supporting you because you're not making ends meet, then that's always going to be a problem because that person is going to be dependent on me. So when I'm looking at those micro level kind of organizations on the ground, how do you create some sort of structure on the ground as a charity, whether you're providing aid, medical aid or whatever or not, how do you provide that structure that those communities are able to sustain themselves in the medium to long term kind of future rather than them always having a handout so for instance if you have like a medical center in in a, a community then the idea is that you should be trying to train doctors you should be trying to train people in that community to be doctors and nurses then what would happen in the medium to long-term future is that those people will be able to come into those centers and be able to sustain that center rather than you actually yeah. importing foreigners into that country every given day that's a good point. That's a good point. The key word you touched on was empower. It's about empowering. And like, it's interesting because as, as you were saying that, you were speaking about that, I was thinking back. To, I remember when I listened to a documentary on Radio 4, and I remember I didn't even know this happened in Ghana. I remember it was, I think it was during the Kwame Nkrumah era that I think Russia had sort of, um, they, had de- they had dealings with Ghana um, and they had this... Um, they had this measure in place whereby they took um, people from Ghana to study in, in the sciences in Russia. So they would study all different forms of engineering. And obviously I don't know what was, you know, un, you know what underlay sort of beneath that, those sort of agreements. But the idea was that people from Ghana would go to Russia, study those, you know, um, advanced sciences, and they would go back to Ghana with the intention of, um, Sort of helping the country prosper in terms of like their sciences and and and, and that particular industry, and I, I guess that could be seen as a form of charity, so to speak. Obviously, I don't know what the intricacies of that arrangement was. So I don't know if Ghana were given anything back in return, and whether Russia were getting something for it. But I think in that sort of scenario, it's simply a case that, that there's a form of charity taking place there, um, but is taking place with an end goal and empowering people in order to stand on their own two feet. And I think exactly. going, back on, going back on what you said, Cody, I think that is really the key thing here. I think in terms of a charity being able to work, you have to be able to see examples of situations where people have been empowered and have been able to go on to, to achieve greater things. The very fact that you could have a particular charity in say a certain area and they've been there consistently for 10 years, you've got to ask yourself, what's been going on for 10 years? How come this, you know, particular <laughs> town or village are not able to sort of stand on their own feet? What's going on? Exactly. You know, it's those sort of questions. Yeah, to add to that as well, what Cam just um, addressed as well, apparently in my country, Sierra Leone, back in the days, my mom's time, um, people 
used individuals used to come to United Kingdom as well and study. And then once they got their qualification, they will back home. But they will implement that in the within the country. But obviously, as time goes by, that has stopped now, it's ended. So prior to what you guys are mentioning about charity, the micro side of it, I don't know you guys know or familiar with it, maybe more might. You know Ernest, Bur Ernest Bur um, Burgers? So Ernest Burgers are doing extremely well in London at this moment. They specialize more in chips. So Ernest Bur um, Burgers, they, they are a part of a charity as, a, as, as, as they speak. So their products is from, they've got the, the ingredient and they cook um, the cola, Coca-Cola as well. So the Coke, the, the cola is made in Sierra Leone, part of the village. So what they do, every time that they do um, sell, they make profit out of the chips or they do sell more chips, something about a portion that goes back to Sierra Leone in the village because they grow, the, the, the potato are grow within Sierra Leone and then the, the, the Coke, the, co um, the, the cola is also manufactured and grow within Sierra Leone as well. So in a way, that's a bigger, that's a bigger um, part of um, a portion of, 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 of a charity that actually do good because it's not only they're just a business and then just taking in, taking away from, from the country or from the community, they're also bringing back into the community and then they help out a lot as well. So that's another way where I think that is a good charity there, you know? Yeah, I hear what you're saying with the whole Honest Burgers. Um, just, just to confirm, they, they, they are a, initially a burger company. Um, they're not actually a charity. Um, what you will find though is with a lot of food companies, so be it Honest Burgers, even Nando's, what they do is in their kind of, I don't know, PR or goodwill, they donate or support communities um, for whatever means it is, um, the means that you mentioned and things like that. And what you might generally find is most companies might try and do that as some kind of social responsibility. They might kind of have some kind of kitty where they might spend money or set up some kind of initiative to support local communities. Um, but you wouldn't generally identify them as charities or identify their company as doing charitable work, if you get what I mean. You, they're just kind of more yeah. bringing up their PR and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, definitely, as to their PR. So as you mentioned, it's a corporate social responsibility that each company kind of has to do something towards that. So yeah, that's something that could be covered in that plus when there is hoo-ha about, oh, honest burgers, this or meat is meant to have carcinogens that could lead to cancer, they could always pull you out and be like, oh, but we're supporting so many different people in Africa exactly, that are growing yeah. these kind of stuff. So they use that as a token. So it's part, of, it's part and parcel of, a, yeah, I won't say politics, but it's part and parcel of kind of some sort of ammo in the back pocket for CEOs, just in case, you know, things are kind of going a bit on toward regarding some of the shenanigans that they might be involved in. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Well, definitely. <laughs> but what what I was addressing, and I do understand your terms, what you guys are are bringing forward. Um, what I was trying to say is, at least those companies like Ernest Burgers, for a perfect example, at least they're doing something um, tangible. If you know what I mean, like you've got Oxfam and you've got um, um, Red Cross, they've been there for years. 
you know and to touch back into the to the base of of when cam was saying like say to say oh they've been there for 10 years and what are they what have they shown you know uh, it's just surprising how oxfam and them other um, huge corporation charity have been there for so many years and yet as what Koja just mentioned they haven't independently allow the community or the individuals to be independent, if that makes sense. And that's what I'm, I find I find crazy and, and a bit of, 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 of not able to speak into, into a degree because I do know uh, um, uh, someone that actually works in charity and she says, yeah, it's so exhausting. It's an exhausting kind of um, industry where to work in because you are basically literally lying most of the time you're lying and then you're not give you're not giving the result you're not showing the result to what you need to do because that means within the within the corporation and the back of it they do they do on they do know what their agenda is and the end goal and their agenda is all about money and which is a fascinating charity shouldn't be about money as what you guys have mentioned come Government are sponsored, are given um, billions and billions of money, uh, of putting money into a, a charity or, or, or an, uh, an organization. So why they're going to the public or to the individuals and then claiming or want more or causing more harm? I don't, I don't, I don't understand that part of it. Okay, so I was just taking it back to the corporate social responsibility. Um, so obviously, I think that, that was interesting that you brought that up, Kojo, because I think obviously charity can start with big corporations, but at the same time, you have to be, you have to be vigilant as to what any potential hidden agendas that they may have, because um, these corporations, and now I don't have any from the top of my head. I mean, what comes to mind first, I'm thinking about oil companies. I don't know why, but oil companies have come into mind. Anyway, getting into like, you know, specific countries in Africa, mining or oil, and you know they may very well be providing some form of charity, but um, you've got to ask yourself what what's what they're given, but what's what what's being taken as well. But but at the same time as well, I'm also thinking about charity in the form of like um, fuel and specific movements. So that's like obviously I know charity can come in the form of cash, or it could come in the form of actual opportunities that are being given to people. But then I also think about things like civil rights movement in america where um obviously that movement that was spearheaded by martin luther king it was like a lot of what they did in terms of being able to continue that movement pretty sure was done through like charitable donations which helped them um, um consistently sort of keep up their their efforts to, to to bring bring about change and in that particular case there was an end goal in sight um, and obviously, so they knew what they were trying to achieve and they were supported by charitable donations. I know one of the benefactors was um, Bill Cosby. So with that being said, and they were able to sort of, you know, charity worked in that particular case because it allowed that movement to um, go on for as long as they did and in order to achieve the goals they did. So it's going back to the very first point that you said, Kojo, it's all about what is the specific goal in mind? What are you trying to achieve? And if, if you if those if, if you can identify those specific things, then I would say charity can work. You know, if if if, the, if there's a specific goal that needs to be achieved and it can be done um, in a productive um, manner. Yeah. Um, so I, 
I basically wanted to come in and 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 more talk about charities in 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 a, in a more defensive way. And I'm I'm repping charities. I reckon they do work, and there are definitely some out there that do try and achieve a goal or a purpose. And and like what you were saying, Cam, it really does depend on the purpose of the charity. Um, so for example, you mentioned the Prince's Trust. That's a very big, well-known charity. It was set up by Prince Charles back in 1979. And basically, they've got a big pot, pot of money and they try and support young people aged between the age of 18 up to 30, um, pursue any kind of careers or goals or stuff for the youth. Um, and they've, they've, we, um, the charity which I started, the youth charity, we've received money from the Prince's Trust as well. And they do a lot of good work in terms of helping young people in uh, in, in 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 the UK. Um, but in terms of the charity itself, um, so I know I meant, Ali mentioned in terms of all Oxfam, Red Cross, and all of that. They've been around for so many years, and what have they done? Whatever uh, have they actually done or helped in any sense? And I think you have to really come back to what are the fundamental purposes of those charities before actually criticizing them. So in terms of, let's say, charities like Red Cross and Oxfam and that, in their crisis response elements, they are definitely, without a doubt, one of the best and top charities around the world. In terms of all these big hurricanes you might find or monsoons or this, that, they are the most well-equipped, established charities to come in and support and add some kind of relief in those situations, especially to those people that are suffered, suffering. And, and, and people might talk about, oh, but long-term effects and stuff like that. You can't really tackle those things that are happening now immediately in the short term with that kind of mindset. On the other hand, in terms of what could they be doing, let's say there is a big hurricane crisis, are these charities now putting money in to develop I don't know, um, flood banks or something like that to, to see, to stop such things happen again or supporting that community in so that if things like that do happen again, how can they be self-sufficient and independent and help themselves? And I think those are very good questions. But if that isn't really the purpose of the charity, then you can't really criticise them because there are some charities that are simply set up just to act as an initial response or just to help in dire situations or dire things it's only if they're misrepresenting themselves as oh you know what we are going to help do more or do this or that i think it's i think it's overcritical of us to be giving some sort of expectations to them that even they themselves have never expressed um and and and, and that's the problem that i see when people are criticizing certain charities so there are some charities that you're asking them to do even what they aren't prepared to do in their capacity because a lot of the time it's what you're willing to do in your capacity if you are that person that can just help in this one-stop shop kind of thing then fair enough but that's not to say that is the best solution for people because that one-stop shop may not necessarily help them in the long term or this or that just like giving someone money but they're not finding out how did they get in that situation where they need that money and how can you stop them um, so it all really depends on the purpose. And I think that's such a big key thing that you need to think about in these kind of things. Yeah, I, I heard your point. You, you made value point. My point, my statement to when I was 
I was kind of um, criticizing such as Oxfam or Red Cross is not of the mass um, production or at that moment what they have done or what, as you, as you quote, if there's an earthquake, like they will massively come and, and able to empower the country or help help within the community. That's not my agenda. Charities are a business, a structure, a form of for business. So that's what I understand of it. So for what I will, so I will, I will support my, 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 my evidence. What I'm saying, I do not understand about charity into a degree. It's not my expertise. But from what my understanding of it is, my surrounding is that if a charity is a business element, which it is, certain charity are not, like Prince of Trust, for example, as what um, you guys have been elaborating to it, like Cam, and that give a perfect example of Idris Elba, that how Prince of um, Prince of Trust has helped out Idris Elba, Elba, Elba to... Um, within his career and then you break it down what they are all about which is per perfectly fine there's, there's an end goal into that but when you have a charity like probably Oxfam or, 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 or Red Cross they've been around for how many years for me as a business right if you've been around for so many years you should have a, a branch of what I meant by a branch, I'm using a, 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 an analogy, right? So you've got a tree branch. That's your, fun, your foundation of your tree branch. So that tree branch that you're growing, right, that tree that, that, branch, that, tree that is there, your, your, your main first core is to know what you need to do. That's your agenda. As time goes by, when you're growing through like a tree branch, you start bringing, implementing ideas to your company, what you want to do. So you're expanding. So what I understand of charity is that they've been out there for how many years? They are growing, they've expanded, they're, they're worldwide known. And then yet, I don't feel, or to my understanding, maybe because that's not my area, I wouldn't understand too much. But then probably if I take the time to understand, and then instead of just taking it into my own burden then i will understand that okay they're doing a lot but when we go into africa to to in a certain element africa is still where it is if that makes sense and then i'm sure from my understanding oxfam and red cross are involved are usually involved in africa am i wrong in of saying that but I, I don't feel it's their responsibility to fix Africa, though. And I, I, I wouldn't ever want to see them in that way, personally. Um, yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's not their responsibility. Then that means then whoever is allowing them to come to my country or their country are the ones, they're the ones that should be accountable for. Because if I'm having a, a, a business with you, my business with you is an end goal. I want to achieve certain things within that business. So if you're coming, we're doing a business partnership, I need to understand what is the structure. And if that business plan is not fulfilled into my business structure, then that means I cannot take my involvement with you as a business. So if those charity are coming to Africa, I'm not doing what they're supposed to do or manipulating the situation or wandering around within the country and then causing more harms instead of solving the problem, are not solving the problem. That means they are the problem, if that makes sense. Yeah, I hear you. 
Go on, Kojo. What did you want to say? Now, so I would like to break this down a bit. I've just taken notes on some of the stuff that's been mentioned. And I think in regards to your point of making about charities being a good thing is you're talking about each individual charity has like a purpose. And if that purpose has not been outlined in their manifesto, as they've been outlined as their aims and objectives, then it's not fair to be kind of labeling certain stuff about what they've done or what they haven't done against them. And you should only look at what they are looking to achieve and, and actually kind of um, criticize them based on that. So understand that. And then there was conversations about Princess Trust crisis management. So I'd just like to look at even the Princess Trust. Now, in the UK alone, we know that there's an issue around youth, especially black youth. And we know there's an issue there. And we know that there's a lot of the youth centers are closing down. There's a lot of challenges that black youths have where they don't have any kind of recreational activity. So for me, I go back and I look at the purpose of, 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 of things like Princess Trust. And it's not like he hasn't aided other people in setting up certain organizations or setting up certain streams. But then these have to be people that black, young black men that have a bit more nuance about them. I don't know how to put that, but I hope you guys get what I'm trying to say because to even formalize a business plan to then propose that to Princess Trust to actually get some funding, you have to be someone that you have a bit of nuance about you. It's not just a, I hope you, you, you gather what I'm trying to say there. But anyway, on the purpose of the princess, yeah, yeah. if that money is best spent to alleviate the issues that young black men or young people are having in the UK, then for me, you actually tackling the root causes. What we kind of have a lot of the times is that we have people that are picking up, cherry picking things from the top. Yeah, so the princess trust is always going to exist because that youth issue is always going to be there because the government are not really actually dealing with those issues at hand. So for me, that money that's being spent in setting up little... Uh, mini thing here, many things there. It should actually go down to tackling that root cause of the problem. And it never does because those companies or those trusts need to be there and they need to assist in, assist in one, one form or the other because the CEOs are getting paid whatever money or whoever's leading is getting paid. People are employed in those kind of stuff, which I understand is part of their kind of work stream. People need to work. So I understand all that as well. Then we go into crisis management. So you use the example of certain charities literally set up for crisis management. One of those charities could be um, is, is Oxfam. So Oxfam, for instance, is set up for crisis management. Oxfam are part of the team that went into Haiti when Haiti had that kind of, what was it that Haiti did? There was this... Um, was it not an earthquake? The, the earthquake. earthquake. Yeah, earthquake. the earthquake that um, um, happened in Haiti. And we know that there are accounts of um, some of the issues or some of the things that Oxfam employees actually did whilst they were in Haiti regarding kind of um um it was an article that came shared which was around the whole um prostitutes and paying prostitutes driving using the oxfam vehicles to be driving prostitutes up and down and then there was one of the directors uh currently um at that time by the name of roland van human okay let me try again roland van hua mirin yeah and this director, when I actually tracked down on what this guy has been doing, he's been working in charities for loads of um, years. He was even work, working in a charity in Liberia. And he was forced out of his Liberian role because of sex, um, sex work allegations in 2004. So when you track this guy, this guy has been moving from one charity to the other, um, causing these kind of things about sex, kind of um, these allegations about sex and all these kind of stuff. 
And my main point, what I'm trying to say here, is that even on this crisis element and management part of it, they're still going on the ground and they're causing more issues because they are not managing those kind of issues even well. So even if you're just coming in here to manage crisis, you shouldn't bring problems to that community. Yeah, and, and, and clearly it looks like people that work within um, these organizations, and this is a big kind of thing, so I'm going, going to take that away, but Roland Van Hewa Mirren, following yeah, his kind yeah. of fraction of places that he's worked, he's worked for numerous kind of organizations. So the question would be, where, where is all this CIB check? Where, where are all these checks to actually understand that this, this person is actually a worthwhile person to work for these charities? So these people mm. go on the ground and they're causing all sorts of problems. Then also when you're looking at the business aspect of a charity, now we know that if you donate one pound to Oxfam, it's not, that, it's not all that one pound that is going to go on the ground to deal with issues that, are, that, that, that people could be having because we know certain, a bigger percentage will be around admin costs around paying people. So that one pound goes down the chain and it doesn't actually get down to the root cause of those problems. Not that it doesn't get down to the root cause of the problems, but the percentage of that money that's spread around to actually tackle those issues will be less than what you think you're adding to it. Which I guess some people could say um, that's fair in that instance as well. And then you go back to the purpose. And this is the reason why I say that these charities kind of like there's something missing for me. Not that they don't work and they're not, they're not doing a good job, but if you're going into a country like Africa, which is my main kind of thinking around this conversation, where we have these charities, and as Ali mentioned, so for me, if you're providing sanitation for a specific kind of um, community, then for me, as I said, there has to be some sort of end period. And we went through the examples of what this could be. So I'm looking at the purpose of what you're trying to do here. And what you're trying to do here, there should be a clear outline structure to indicate to me when this work is going to be over. For me, the continuous aspect of this work is what kind of is alarming for me because I don't want to create a dependency. And if I feel like in Africa, whether it's not for the these charities to save Africa, but then when you're looking at the work that they're doing, so if you have 10 charities and one is doing sanitation, one is doing medical, then when you're looking at overall, it's trying to alleviate a lot of some of the poverty or challenges that people might have in different kind of contexts. So yes, we can't group one to say that they're trying to alleviate everything, but then the masses in the whole are trying to do something to the understanding is that they're trying to do something to alleviate Africa out of poverty or whatever things that, 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 that they might be sharing. So for me, even just on the purpose, just based on what you are doing, there should be a ceiling, there should be a point where we're able to review what you're doing or you're able to look back and say, look, I've gone into Ghana, I've been able to do A, B, and C. Ghana does not need my help anymore because it's now sustainable. They should be able to provide, it, provide whatever help or whatever care that I was doing by themselves. If you're not doing that and you're still in Ghana, then there is a problem, as Ali mentioned. Yeah, I mean... Who would be doing that reviewing, just, just to answer that? Because no, um, it's, it's interesting. It's like, uh, just, just to address what you said, Mo, obviously, like, in the UK, I guess we've got, you know, for most, you've got the Charity Commission, which, correct me if I'm wrong, that's sort of like, that's the regulator for charities within the UK. And if um, anyone wants to make a complaint or there are things, or things may need to be looked at or investigated, then it would go through the Charity Commission. And if there are potential criminal allegations that need to be looked into, then that would potentially go to the police. And that's effectively a check on charities. Charity, though. Sorry? It, they, they only cover UK registered charities. 
Right. Okay. So that would that be charities who have their head offices based in the UK? Yeah. Well, they don't necessarily have to have their head office there, but they're registered in the UK as a charity working. If you get what I mean. Cool. So right. you could have an American charity, and then they have offices here in the UK, and then they're registered with the UK Charity Commission. Right. Okay. So could you have a charity in the UK and not be registered with the Charity Commission? No. That no, was... you couldn't. Okay, so, no. so you, would, you would have but to operate. You, yeah, so you could have a charity here in the UK and then they could be doing work in Africa and okay. then they do whatever, but the people there would have to complain to the UK Charity Commission, but not necessarily... Ah. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that. Ah, okay, all right. Imagine that. You told me that community, that village, are they going to what, communicate with someone over here? Actually, if you want so, to... Mo, if you want me to answer your they, point... They, they can complain with their with their their government, their country, in it. Okay, so you you asked me the question. What was it that who's meant to be? Who's meant so to? Who be? would do the reviewing? So you mentioned the whole reviewing okay, so you and talk about you talk about charities and the charities having the purpose, and you have to hold them accountable for the for the purpose of that charity. If that charity itself is not reviewing the work that's doing, then what's the purpose of that charity in that country? For me, I do not. It's it's a bit of a you can't. You're going into a country to do a specific thing, but then you're not reviewing that work. Then that means the purpose or the ideology behind your own thinking is not correct because you're trying to say to me that you're not going to review that because you want to create a dependency. So then yeah, that but kind of answers my, my question because why but, would they be reviewing the work that they're doing? Why would they not be reviewing? But then, the but, be but, then but with that being said, but with that, with that being said, in terms of them reviewing the work that they're doing, let's use let's use what happened in Haiti as an example. So you're effectively, let's say Oxfam are the ones that are reviewing their own work. So they're policing themselves. So if if they find something that's going on, and you know it's something that's on to, to members of the to, to members of the population within that particular country, because they are policing themselves that does create the opportunity for them to hide certain things from coming out. Yep. And effectively, what you would need in place in those instances to have some, some sort of effective reviewing regime is the governments of those countries would have to sort of deal with that. But in a place like that was hit like Haiti with the earthquake, like Mo said, in some instance, in some countries where you have natural disasters take place and it just requires an immediate response, the infrastructure may not necessarily be there for the for the government to even set up a reviewing team. Exactly. You know, so, so that's the problem. So that's the dilemma you fall into. I think. No, but then, but then, for, for me, the dilemma but is a bit of a. I, I do want to follow. My, my my thing is, there's a sense of responsibility in the sense where, I, me being upset that let's say I have my house and then I get someone to come in to sort out the the, the sewage system, the cleaning or whatever, and it's fixed. For a certain time and then the problem comes back again in it it is my fault if each time that happens i just keep calling them and me myself i'm not actually finding out all right how does this sewage system work what is causing all of that blah 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 and asking those right questions i feel governments have to take that responsibility of their people the problem is how charities are being used if people are not using them in a correct way then that's how all these malpractices and manipulation and all those wrong things happen because they're not being used correctly. Governments aren't using them correctly or allowing them to function correctly. Yeah, but, but hold on, but wait, 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 Mo, wait, 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 Mo, Mo, you're not making no sense. 
from your analogy that you just mentioned about your house, you've got someone to come in and at the same time, your, your sewage is constantly having an issue. You're saying that it's you that's supposed to take the responsibility to check it. So if you don't check it, how it works and so on, first of all, that's not your expertise. And second of all, there's no way you as an individual were able to check your system of work anyway because you not you don't whether or not you find a solution this the problem you cannot you cannot um, um resolve the solution because it's not your expertise so prior to what you're saying about this government coming into and with, with the sewage thing i was more referring to it being a persistent problem so if i yeah keep that's what i'm saying it's still yeah, but you still cannot rectify it because it's not your expertise. You cannot able to make sure that sewage it is clear. You need to get an expert to make sure that expert comes in and deal with that problem. And then, therefore, it won't ever happen again. That's what I'm saying on that area of it. No, but you can still to, ask questions. No matter what expertise comes or anywhere. You ask questions. Whatever, you ask questions yeah. and you find out how things work. You, 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 can, you, you yourself can then now become the expert. No, no, no. Uh, listen, I work in construction. That's a perfect example as a construction. If I want to get my building done, I cannot, me as a project manager, I cannot tell myself that before, because I'm asking the traders, right, of how that things work, it does not mean I'm expert to able to resolve the situation. I still have to an expert to come in and sort out that problem because that is the, the job for them to do it and then I have to pay them. That's how it works. So coming to the area of, 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 of the charity, if the charity are going to, 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 to Africa or Haiti, for example, right? And then you're saying it's the government's accountability on that. I think that is wrong. It's supposed to be the government supposed to understand what this charity, what the agenda is and how they're going to resolve the situation and to, bene to, 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 to beneficial the community or the individual as what Kojo and Cam has mentioned and yourself as well. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah, no, so I get you. I'm, I'm, I'm more referring to persistent problems, as in, you know how charities have been working for years and nothing is still resolved or whatever. I feel there, there has to be at some point where you yourself starts asking questions, if you get what I mean. I'm not yeah. talking initially. I'm more talking about persistent and long-term problems. That's why Kojo mentioned. I think from your point, Mo, as well, it also sort of it identifies... The, the concept of dependency as well because I guess if you don't ask questions if you don't want to try and learn how to how to deal with something how to fix it or how it works then what you effectively do is as you said it creates a persistent problem but then it also creates a dependency on that particular individual and and you know you can liken that to any sort of scenario it could be like um like I said like a farmer growing these crops but not being taught how to grow those sort of crops you can a company could come out and help the farmer grow those crops, but if they don't teach him how to grow those crops, then he effectively creates a dependency on that company and he doesn't effectively know how to deal with certain things on the farm or grow those crops themselves. Yeah. And in that regard, it creates a persistent problem. And it's also, it, you know, and so it's about, I think there is, there, is, there is something to be said about having to learn certain things to, in order to understand certain systems and how they operate. Yeah, you see, yeah. Stuff, yeah. Like, can I come in, please? I've been, I've been yeah, waiting. go on, go on, go on, yeah. So, so, so it's very interesting, isn't it? Because the whole idea of charity, and if we put African, Africa, for instance, is that there are problems in Africa, and a lot of these governments understand that there are problems, right? So 
when the charities are kind of coming in in regards to due diligence like okay so you have a problem with sanitation okay we're going to come in we're going to do a b c and d okay cool because i know that this is no problem that i could deal with right now so for me it's going to be difficult even when you come back to say oh yeah we fixed it but six months time it's come again okay i'll go and fix it again i don't think much people are going to be having much of a thing to be like oh you know what 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 is going on here this is just looking at it from on the grounds what 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 is happening because i always know that you are there to come and do it so if you are there to come and do it even if it's lasting six months it's like okay cool let's they're going to come and do it anyway because that's what they provided and 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 then it's interesting when you say responsibility because i'll take on board that yes there should be some sort of due diligence there should be something done on the african or these countries side to actually understand what work and they need to have some sort of medium to long-term plan of not having to have that dependency on someone coming to my house to fix some sort of whatever that I have because in the long term I need to be able to either get a new contractor or have the means to be able to get my children in that house to learn about that and be able to sustain that myself but also when I look at the responsibility of that charity then I say what is the whole idea of that charity what are they really trying to achieve what is their purpose so you cannot on one hand say to me that oh yeah it has to be the responsibility of wherever that you're going wherever is someone's house or is, is their nation for them to be actually doing checks i also come back to the purpose of that charity that shows me that there is other agendas at hand because you should have a responsibility to alleviate whatever that you're saying that you're doing it should not just be on the responsibility of the people that you're helping if someone comes to me and they need help in regards to money or whatever not and i'm like you know what i'm going to alleviate that problem it's my it's part of my responsibility to go in there and make sure that they get a job because i know i'm actually alleviating that i don't give you that hundred pound for you to come back and i say oh why are you always coming back why are you not doing things for yourself yes i could always say that but also i have to take some onus on myself to say why am i helping them in the first place if i'm not really there to provide help why am i there that's the part that i do not understand because and also with, with these charities in regards to the setup and where on, on the ground, how it actually um, impacts, um, how it actually impacts um, the community. So there's this example of um, this lady by the name of Rene Batch, American lady, who when she finished university, she traveled to Uganda and went to a, a community called Jinja. Um, I believe that's the name of the area that she went to. And she set up a medical kind of um, healthcare there. Now, it became quite apparent from some of the workers that were working there is that she got to a point where she was actually overruling some of the stuff that the, the doctors were saying. And when this person was being interviewed and they said, oh, they went to the doctor to say, oh, you prescribe a drug for this, for this person. How come Rene is overruling you? And the doctor was like, you know what? She, she pays for the money. She, 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 she's the one that's paying for me. And then even on that, on, that, uh, on that aspect of it, you don't have the right skill set. You don't have the right people with the right skill to be doing the job. She operated on over 100 people, over 100 children who passed away. She's not a medical um, doctor. She's never done any medicine in her life. So how do you allow that? Where is the responsibility for, for, for that organization? So it's just the, this is one of the, the problems that you can encounter when you don't have an effective um, review, review procedures in place. Yes, so it's one of the problems that you could encounter. But as I said, with these countries, if the problem is there and the need is there and they feel like you're coming with good intentions, as, and we mentioned intentions before, 
if you're coming with good intentions, how do you practice stuff like that? But then even on the ground, you are paying expats more than you are paying the citizens of that country. That only shows you as well that there isn't any long-term plan to ever put, um, get into a position where the citizens of that country could run that healthcare itself because of the donors that are coming in, because of people that you're bringing from abroad to come to those, those centers, because of these students that want to go on some sort of philanthropical kind of um, excursion for two weeks to try to help, help, help people when they don't even have the skill set to help them in the first place. Just, just out of curiosity, this woman, Renee Batch, was she ever held accountable? Because I'm looking at an article of her now, but was she ever, was no, she so, ever like prosecuted or anything like that? So the, the, there, is, um, the there, is, there is a charity that has been set up, not a charity, but it's like a movement called No White Saviors. And I believe yeah. that they have actually, um, what's the word, when you file some sort of suit, they file some sort of lawsuit against her. Um, okay. The case was meant to be going ahead in 2020, but then yeah. she did migrate back to the US. So I'm not sure where the case is, but I know that there's been a lawsuit that's been filed in Uganda okay. um, against her regarding those deaths of those children. Jeez. So my thing, from, from hearing what you're saying, um, is it that we should be more looking at, um, we should no longer be naive about charities, that charities don't really, not all charities may have the good intentions. And because of that, we should have like a, a standard blanket of not just believing what any charity says. We need to actually just no, have that black, that black, that yeah. black, what's it, what do they call it? That black, that black, that form of black skepticism that we naturally have. Yeah, we should have that. <laughs> we should always have that black skepticism. And, and, and added to this here, and I, I guess it, it, it also that kind of harbors on some of the points that you guys made. Because in, in regards to those black skepticism, to have that, you need to put some stuff in place in the first place. Uh, do you get yeah. what I mean? I think some sort of due diligence, which is something that exactly, you guys have to yeah. Because we know that in regards to this charity, even in the idea of the whole medical aid, that was what allegedly was used to spread around um, AIDS. In places like South Africa, regarding the apartheid, when 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 the South Africans wanted to to kind of stand up and fight the the, the, the Dutch, yeah, yeah. they wanted to they wanted to wipe them out. Yeah. So, so for it. me, you have to be very skeptical about any kind of aid, whether it's military aid to fight counterterrorism, and the terrorism. We know that we we don't know how these warlords are able to get the weapons in the first place. How do you get how do you get warlord in a, in, in in a jungle? having AK-47s. Where did those AK-47s come from? Did the government give it to them? Someone dropped them? No, it's, it's true. There's a clear agenda. There's a clear agenda. Bruv, what we're talking about is you really understand some of these things. I personally believe a lot of them is small screen. And, and that, that's the thing. This is not a blanket thing. So in regards to what Mo said, it's not a blanket thing. I myself, I'm involved in a charity in Ghana where we're providing kind of like um, medical help um, for children that are suffering cancer also children that have mental illness so when we go on the ground the money that we kind of do the money that we raise here it goes into the care for these children and we do some aftercare kind of services as well plus we provide like respite centers so you could imagine someone that is suffering from cancer the stigma or mental health the stigma that they might have in the first place and also providing like a respite center where they could go and play and just be a child so i am aware that people are doing great things don't get me wrong yeah, I am aware of that. But it's just the point that I'm making regarding these Western aid is that we know that there's a hidden agenda behind a lot of them. Hence the reason why I say that, yes, 
we need to understand exactly what they're trying to do regarding what outcome they're trying to achieve. And that outcome should be short to medium. In, in, in the medium to long term, they shouldn't be there. Because for me, you're not helping the problem. Of course. Yeah. I so agree. that's that's why I made that point. But then you guys make a valid point regarding that due diligence and due diligence, because if there is some sort of black skepticism that we need to have regarding charity, then it, may, it means that we need to kind of have something set up so we're able to kind of analyze these charities that are coming in, in the first place to understand really what they are trying to do and to have some sort of check to make sure that they actually adhering to what, what they're actually saying, I guess. Yeah. And, and, and I do get the argument in terms of uh, certain countries or governments may not even have the infrastructure to do that kind of due diligence analysis or anything. What happens but, then? What happens then? Uh, who, who's, no, but, who has the responsibility then in that, in that they, scenario? They, they no, but, shoot. But, but, hold on, they let me finish. Come on, let me finish. They Can should I ask have it. Come on. What I'm saying yeah, is... Yeah, you are, yes. but they should have it. They should have it. What I'm saying is, yes, that some don't but my thing is if you're gonna accept such help then it's something you have to have there's no ifs or buts about it if you want to accept those kind of helps because all that have all that then happens is all these stories of these um abuse and malpractices in the countries through these charities come on more you're talking to me about there's a crisis and you need to have a documentation to say any 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 kind of charity that's coming in should adhere by that you already mentioned that they might not have the infrastructure to do that in the first place. So how does that work? You can't say one hand say that they should have something, but then you mentioned that they might not have that in the first place because you could have a documentation to say, oh, you adhere to this, but who's doing the checks? Um, so it's in, in, in terms of the crisis- Especially element, in a crisis kind of scenario, who's going to be doing those checks? In, in, in a crisis scenario, I think, to be honest with you, you're probably just gonna accept them. Of but it would, it, it would be something whereby, let's say within two weeks of the crisis, then it's something you can come back to and review or look at. Char charities in regards to intentions could always be seen as a good intention, but in regards to the setup of it, especially when Africa or developing countries are kind of involved, all those kind of charities, I feel like there's a smoke screen. And I feel like these countries need to do more to actually kind of like make sure that we are not being exploited after we've been for ages. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was just going to highlight in terms of, Definitely, I agree with the whole smoke screen element. Um, but I, my advice to charities in general is that they should definitely have some kind of exit plan or something in their mission statement saying that they don't wish to be there forever, or they only they wish to end by a certain time, or they wish to end in the aim of having some kind of self-sufficient or independence program for that community to so that they can self-sustain themselves. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, definitely agree with um, your point, Kodra, as, as well as your point, Mo. Um, it certainly needs to be um, a higher regard of responsibility in terms of what is done. Um, I think, as I pointed out earlier at the start of the episode, you've got the macro and the micro type of organisations. Um, the macro ones, obviously, Oxfam, Red Cross, they're dealing with stuff in developing countries. And you've got the ones within the community that deal with housing, that deal with sort of um, education. And I think those are really the most important ones for me. It's definitely the ones that can affect some form of change in the community. Um, for my kind of understanding of the charity organisation is that everyone, what they've mentioned, elaborate into very well. And um, it makes all pretty much sense. It's just that 
there's a disadvantage and an advantage towards that as well. And um, it's a manipulative kind of um, atmosphere. Um, the reason why I will probably address it in that kind of terms is that if clearly the, the charities or the organization itself are not clearly having the agenda as an end goal, as what I'm more addressed, and then you've got um, micro scale um, charity, what Cameron and the rest of everyone has addressed is that it kind of not working according to what they want. But if they do have a clearly agenda and say, you know what, this is what's going to happen, and this is what, what our involvement is, and we're going to help um, the, the community, then yeah, fair point. Then, then there, there's a positive side of it. Then that's when charity, from my understanding, will work really well. And it's just quite funny how charities in general are massively overscale in Africa, whereas by they're not as massively um, spread within Europeans, or maybe I might be not getting the information right, but for me, from what I understand, there's a huge amount in Africa. And I find that quite disturbing how to how many years now Africa still the way it is still stay the way it is which is a bit sad that's all I understand but general I don't want to tackle or attack um, charities they do they, we do have some some of them are doing well and we do have some of them you have to question market so yeah that's it okay thank you for that um, so yeah that's the end of our conversation about charities and do they really work uh, thank you for listening to the LDM Perspective we always encourage you to message us on our Insta or, or pop us an email if there is anything you found today that might be interesting or you might want to add some kind of input we'll be definitely be interested to know um, but yeah so um, I just want to thank you all for our listeners and all your loyal support especially in this time and I'm your host Mo Ending and we thank you for all your added contribution right perspectives different views one voice one voice one voice one voice one voice